Would you like to just go right into it? Sure, let's go for it. Okay, so um, the ent- the intro to the episode is I'm mm-hmm. going to say, Hi, welcome to this Pokemon Going to Die. Not a threat. You say not a fact. Not a fact. Are not a ready? fact, just a fact. Exactly. Are you ready? Yes. Okay, here we go. And welcome to Henry Kissinger is Pokemon Going to Die, Not a Threat. Not a fact. No, it is a fact. It, it is a fact. It's a fact. So it's, it, uh... <laughs> Would you like to try again? Hello, and welcome to Henry Kissinger is Pokemon Going to Die, Not a Threat. Just a fact. Yeah, all right. Henry Kissinger is Good Pokemon evening, Going everyone. to Die, the only podcast. My name is Val Flight Cub, <laughs> a.k.a. Anus Johnson. And with me today, I have a, a bonus Johnson. Matt Mullet Bill. Also known as Penis Johnson. Hey! Welcome to the show. Well, well, thank you. I'm very happy to be here. Our Scottish correspondent. I'm reporting in from Glasgow. Oh, I forgot to say that I was the Prime Minister of the Poo-Knighted Kingdom. Ah! Uh, <laughs> I didn't have one. I didn't have one lined up for, uh, uh, Penis Johnson. Yeah. United Kingdom. Maybe just, I'm from Penis Johnson's United Kingdom. I'm the Prime Minister. Mmm. That works for me, actually. And I am the Prime Minister, so. You are? Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, sure. Let, let's say I am. I'm the Scottish Prime Minister, and that's why I'm on the podcast today, because, uh, my finger on the pulse. Oh, yeah. Well, I've never been, so I can't dispute it. And you sound like you, you are a Prime Minister. I am a Prime Minister. There's, there's so many things that qualify me for the job, but the, the number one thing is how much I'm lying. Uh, which, which is, you know, the order of the day, really. <laughs> so um, there's a lot of news uh, that has happened. A lot to, lot to get into. Let's just start with it. Um, Don Old Trump tweeted uh, a couple days ago that he does not like Fox News anymore because they had a segment that was not not as nice to him as they could have been. So he's looking for a new network, and he said it like that in his tweet. He was like, "We're going to look for a new network now. <laughs> new network for what? What were you doing with Fox News, Donnie?" The new intelligence network, presumably, mm-hmm. or, um, that is, it's just amazing, yeah. really. He can just say uh, things. He can just say whatever he wants and nothing happens ever. I mean, what, what other network does he have? Like, can he, like, who's he trying to reel in? You know, is he like, it's. Yeah. Like he's like, I'm he's on only- the market for a new network. Mm, the blaze. There's only Fox. Yeah. There's only Fox for Donald. Now, speaking of Donald um, and things that he has said, uh, Bloomberg published a quiz yesterday. Um, who said it, Joe Biden or Donald Trump? Would you like to take this quiz with me? Sure. Joey B or Donnie T? Let's see. All right. <clears throat> <laughs> Want to get into watches but are on a tight budget? Here's a great list of affordable watches that are under $10,000. Nope. Okay. That was the wrong Bloomberg article. Um, <laughs> that is a, a tab that I had open uh, for my own personal reference. I'm trying to 
trying to cut down on my spending. Anyway, uh, on to the quiz. <clears throat> All right, here's the first first one. Um, this is a content uh, aware warning. Not really warning. Just uh, these. These two men say horrible things, so just be prepared for words that are stupid and bad. Um, all right. <clears throat> I stopped in Singapore to meet with a guy named Lee Kuan Yew, who was foreign policy, who most foreign policy experts around the world say is the wisest man in the Orient. Who said it? Joe that's, Biden or Donald Trump? That's one hundo, Joe Biden. Yes, it is. Yes. And apparently this was, um, start. this was during a get out the vote rally in Iowa 2014. Just hours earlier, he had apologized for using the term Shylocks to describe unscrupulous <laughs> lenders in a previous speech. Joe, no. So great. Joe, stop. <laughs> um, okay. Who compared his IQ and uh, said that it would be higher than the person, um, talking to him, interviewing him? Was that Joe Biden or Donald Trump? Oh, that's tricky. It's pretty obviously Trump, but like, you just, oh, I'm gonna go Joe. I'm gonna go Joe. You are twice correct because it was both of them. Oh. They have both said <laughs> things like that. <laughs> yes. Um, all right. Next one. I'm not sorry for anything that I have ever done. <laughs> I have never been disrespectful <laughs> intentionally to a man or a woman. Uh, that, that's Donald. That is Joe Biden. Oh man! <laughs> yes, he, it's, it's like he's like running around the country, like grabbing people and telling them, "I know what I'm doing." Yeah. Please, <laughs> I'm not sorry. You can't believe me for anything. <laughs> All right, um, little schoolyard story. I punched my music teacher because I didn't think he knew anything about music, and I almost got expelled. I'm not proud of that, but it's clear evidence that even early on, I had a tendency to stand up and make my opinions known in a very forceful way. That's Donald Trump. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Okay. I wouldn't put it past Joe to also brag about punching someone as a child, though. Yeah, but that one sounds like a lie. Like, that sounds like just complete nonsense. <laughs> like, yeah, no, I uh, I was ran into some problems with my music teacher in school. So I, just, I did a backflip and I kicked him in the neck. Um, <laughs> like this, from Street Fire. Mm-hmm. This was after the after school got out, though, so no one saw it. So you can't, um, can't verify it. <laughs> um, all right. What I'm trying to do is go around from town to town, and I'm drawing as big of crowds, bigger than anybody. Have you seen anybody draw bigger crowds than me here in this state? It's packed outside, as you'll be able to see, but it's they've never seen crowds like this over here. That's definitely Donald. That one was a, a little trick question for me. That's actually Biden and then Trump. Can you Whoa. even guess where they <laughs> got seemed together there? Uh, oh, read it out again, and I'll, I'll try and figure it out. I think the second half's Biden. Oh, no. Oh, damn. Yeah. Trump was the one who said it's packed outside, as you'll be able to see, but it's they've never seen crowds like this over here. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds like that, man. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, two more. All right. We will come up with the cures to many, many problems, to many, many diseases, including cancer. Oh, that's Donald. I heard, I, I heard him saying that. Correct. Yes, that it, was. I was there in person. <laughs> You're a well-traveled man. minister, after all. Yeah, exactly. Um, yes, that was Trump. Um, Biden has said nothing of the sort. Uh, what Biden said was, I promise you, you're going to see the single most important thing that changes America. We're going to cure cancer. So that's totally, he's a completely <laughs> different man. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> and then, uh, all right, this last one. You know, I have one simple request. And that is to have sharks with frickin' laser beams attached to their heads. <laughs> That's another trick question. That one is Dr. Evil from Austin Power. <laughs> trying, oh. trying to pull one over on could, you. Could be Big Joe. Could be Big Joe. <laughs> it could. 
We don't know what kind of ideas he has. He really is, like, uh, such a beautiful uh, sort of epitome of what, I don't know, the sort of cent... The the majority of the center think we need to solve Donald Trump is, like, another, like, idiot Mm -hmm. ideologue, like... What we really need to do to get rid of Donald Trump is to get another one. Oh, you cut it a little bit there. Oh, I was just saying, uh, the the thing that we need to solve the Trump problem is to get another Trump who is slightly different. Yeah. It's like, uh, uh, is an episode of Community where Troy is like, how do you get Gatorade stains out of clothes and don't say the opposite color of Gatorade because we tried that and it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. Joe Biden is just opposite <laughs> color. Opposite color Gatorade. <laughs> yes. Um, That's your legacy, Joe. <laughs> He wishes. He wishes. Um, all right. Well, that's so. That's enough about America. Um, Matt, how's oh how's how's Brexit doing? How how's it going over there? Is it good or great? Would you so say? E- everything is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, they they right, seem move, to be saying to, to us, yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, right. So um, the Queen. Uh, approved Boris Johnson's request to prorogue Parliament, mm-hmm. which basically means that I've got a handy BBC article here that sort of roughly defines what prorogement is. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, um, the current session of Parliament is going to be suspended in kind of early September, mm-hmm. which will allow Boris Johnson to deliver the No Deal Brexit. Mm-hmm. Um, so, no, no Deal Brexit is just going to be a complete disaster. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's going to is- be like. Go on, sorry. Sorry. So, so the Brexit deadline is Halloween, right? It's October 31st. Yeah. And yeah. so the proroguing is basically from the middle of September till the middle of October. Parliament isn't going to be in session, is my understanding? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, I mean, the, the kind of pundits are playing it down a little bit to be like, oh, it's just, you know, it's just like a, a holiday. It's just like a, a few weeks off, you know? Yeah. Um, and, uh, <laughs> I mean, obviously that's, uh, a slight problem. Yeah. Uh, I mean, aside from the the kind of obvious fact that it it makes it kind of easier to deliver a no deal Brexit, that like it's it's having knock on effects with like devolved governments, so the Welsh, Scottish, and Northern Irish governments are well, the Northern Irish government isn't in session and hasn't been for like over a year now, which wow. is a whole separate thing. But um, you know, there's like stuff like the Welsh budget needs agreed, and they can't do anything about like they can't agree like a longer term one which would help reduce like the massive sprawling cuts that the Tories have, have been doing uh-huh. um so it's 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 not even well i mean it's incredibly disruptive and undemocratic that it's happening uh-huh. uh for the brexit vote but it's also going to have a like completely destructive effect on anything that people can sort of legislate for huh. post-brexit if there's going to be anything Oh right. <laughs> if there's going to be a country left, basically. <laughs> so basically like any of the um preparations that you might need to do. Yeah. They can't do because they're gonna be pre- Exactly. Pre- and like so there's like a few days now till the deadline and there's a few legal cases that are sort of being drawn up. Hmm. But it kind of all feels very sort of symbolic and very like hashtag FBPE, which is all, what kind of all the center remainers are have on their Twitter bios. Um <laughs> What does that stand for? I actually don't know. I've been like dreading looking it up because, <laughs> to be honest, it's oh, it's the Florida Board of Professional Engineers. Wow. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. So, well, burn keep to your own. Uh, Florida, deal with your problems before you try interfere in our Brexit stuff. Okay. <laughs> They're um, very follow back pro EU. Of course, it is follow back pro EU. Brilliant. Okay, so the so... E stands for E. 
Yeah, yeah. The E stands for E and E union. Uh, ah, mm-hmm. the E union, which is of course what we're tr- trying to disband or mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, I mean, it's great. It's great from a Scottish standpoint in the respect that like we're we're getting independence now. It's kind of <laughs> it's kind of not even up for question. I think like there's mm. a independence referendum due late 2020. Uh, oh, and there's but, no way Scotland is going to be like, no, this has been this has been good. No, this is fine. Yeah, exactly. And um, I mean, I think it's it's basically been a so sort of trundling grimly towards this for the past like twelve months. It's just sort of felt like um, bluffs and double bluffs and sort of buying themselves mm-hmm. time just until they can get to the point where they can do this. Yeah, is true. And like the leadership stuff has all kind of gotten in the way of it. And then um, you know, there's been like. The council elections were in the middle of the year, and um, they took up a big portion of the media. And there, you know, mm-hmm. there was so much made of the Brexit party, which is exactly what UKIP did a few years ago during mm-hmm. the election. Was they basically stirred up a a racket and mm-hmm. distracted from like you know the the Tories like damaging policies that they were mandating on them. Like, uh, it, I mean, it's it's all happened before basically, but this time it's like the, there's no public vote at the end of all this. It, Oh, it's, yeah. it's happening now. Like, you know, it's happened with the independence referendum and mm-hmm. all general elections. One thing that's quite interesting to me, though, is that there's a lot of, well, not a lot of discussion, but, um, discussion seems to be going towards the way of general strike. So huh. that would be quite interesting. And I looked it up the last two general strikes in the UK, um, both res- resulted in, uh, landslide swings in the election. So, um, there's a, the largest swing since the 1945 election. After the 1979 general strike. Wow. Or maybe the strike was in a previous year. But anyway, yeah. And then there was another one in 1925, which was um, a swing towards Labour. So it kind of, I think if, if we go to a general strike, great. But <laughs> um, I, I kind of feel like the appetite for those sort of things is just going and going and going mm-hmm. in the UK. And actually, the UK probably has a decent enough history of general strikes and things like that having a decent impact, um, which is a bit of a bummer. Um, but yeah, the con- Scottish Conservative leader uh, resigned, uh, like wasn't available for uh, comment on the day of the announcement. Mm-hmm. And obviously she, I mean, you, you could dig up tweets from Sajid Javid, who's the um, Home Secretary, I think. Um, he, you know, he said, oh, you couldn't prorogue Parliament just to do, um, just to do Brexit like two years ago. Mm-hmm. And obviously now is sitting on Boris Johnson's cabinet. Uh, <laughs> He's like, I got this great idea. Yeah. Um, yeah, he uh. is the chancellor, sorry. Um, but yeah, uh, there's, you know, uh, Ruth Davidson was quite vocal about sort of Brexit being, or rather, uh, Scotland being in the EU mm-hmm. as a huge argument against Scottish independence. And now we're leaving the EU with no deal and she's resigned. <laughs> so, well, yeah, bye. Yeah, bye. Uh, I'm not, I, I've, she's got um she's got great form for posing in an army tank and I've got kind of I'm kind of doing a thing on Twitter where I'm trying to see if she'll uh she'll drive to my house in the army tank I'm sort of trying to call her out and see if she'll respond. <laughs> um, Are you just trying to annoy her as much as possible? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's loads of campaign photos of her like sitting on the on the top of the tank with her like elbow on it, you know, sort of casually, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as you might sit in the tank casually, right. Wait, is she in the tank? I'm I'm picturing that she's popping up out of the tank, the little hole at the top. Uh, at the let's see. In my head, she's like 
lounging on it nearly, but maybe that's like a, a sort of imaginative... <laughs> like on a piano, like a singer in the yeah. bar or something. Oh no, she's sitting, she's actually sitting on the, the cannon. Like oh, she's okay. straddling the cannon. Okay. Uh, no comment. Yeah. That's all you gotta say. And it's got a UK flag on it, which uh-huh. is really, it's really cool actually. What what an image. Yeah. You know? Um, we'll uh-huh. miss you, Ruth. Well, so basically this proroguing is just running out the clock. It's just running down the clock, and um, Boris Johnson said we're negotiating with our friends, <laughs> so no one. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, all this time, he's, he's, he's sort of saying that uh, the the reason we're proroguing Parliament is to really hash this out. Like mm-hmm. we've not been trying and trying and trying for the past two years, and they've been like, uh, "No, you're going to have to come back with a little bit better than that." Yeah, and uh, they just keep failing. And then today he said, "The weird thing is, the more parliamentarians try to block the No Deal Brexit, the more likely it is that we'll end up in that situation, which is just rich. And it's How is just it? fab." I, it, it, of course you will. What? Like um, the more people yeah. try to uh, negotiate for a better deal, the more time passes, and the closer we get to the deadline. Like that's the it's the default. Like he's arguing for the default position, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean he's basically saying time exists and, and it's moving. <laughs> uh, oh, burn! But you didn't see that coming. Time. Because <laughs> the, uh, there's going to be a few legal appeals that will probably uh, get looked at in the next few days, and if mm-hmm. there's anything there, there's maybe a, a legal way of challenging it. But like, uh, there's talk of a uh, rogue parliament being. Uh, not as opposed to pro-rogue. So pro-rogue is the opposite of rogue parliament. Uh, okay. Sure. Uh, and it's like, it's not even, you know, it's not even the full House of Commons, which is which is what parliament basically is. It's like um, there's the Senate and the representatives in the US. Like uh, Commons is like uh, the, the voted for people. And then the oh. House of Lords is the moneyed and landed individuals that have been picked for it by the Queen, basically. Oh my God. Uh-huh. Um, but... That, that, like, all of this discussion about whether or not, uh, Parliament can do anything about it, that kind of doesn't even bring up in the Lords, which is always going to lean on Brexit and go for Brexit no matter what. It's just, I, it, like I said, it's, it just feels so symbolic, uh, all of this sort of resistance to this. And, um, there was, there was big protests actually, um, yesterday, I think, in London, well, across the country, but like, it's not really big enough, you know? Yeah. It's, it's like a, I don't know, like a Dem rally. It's not going to get, it's not going to trigger a general election or anything like that. Like, I think the moment no deal Brexit passes, there will probably be a vote of no confidence and then there, there will be a general election, mm-hmm. but it doesn't look like it'll happen. Like, the, the, the basically nobody's going to break party lines and, uh, vote against Boris Johnson until Brexit's out of the way and then they right. can kind of stab whoever they want in the back. Wow. Yeah. Very disheartening, I guess. Um, Jeremy Corbyn wants to request an extension to the Brexit deadline, which can would be sort of a Parliament thing. Uh-huh. I don't know how quickly that can really get. Like, I mean, it, it, there's probably time for it to be put through, uh-huh. but um, like that—that's just extending the time in which Boris Johnson gets to negotiate a deal. To my understanding, which right. is, well, like, I don't want Boris Johnson's deal or no deal. You know, <laughs> right? Um, there's also the option of vote of no confidence before then right but if it's before brexit you're saying like people aren't gonna vote nobody's gonna say yeah we don't like him yeah i mean like there's so many spineless worms in 
parliament. Mm. There's there's just simply too many. There's loads in Labour, there's loads in the Lib Dems, there's loads in the Conservative Party where like if if their ass is on the line for joining the vote no confidence and something goes wrong, mm-hmm. they they're not gonna move. And there's also like the chief whip and stuff like that mm-hmm. who will be, you know, Boris Johnson's guy. Mm-hmm. So he like the 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 way that the chief whip works in this country is just so ludicrous in that like it, we got taught in school a lot of it is like them digging up dirt basically on uh you know uh members of parliament and Jeez. holding that over them so that they vote within party lines and stuff like that wow and it wasn't even that uh sort of scurrilous even then like and now it's just it's just sort of a, a rolling snowball of kind of nepotism and yeah uh the old boys club and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. The the thing that I kept seeing in articles that I was reading about it was that they're saying, oh, Boris Johnson has a um a majority of one. So he just needs, like, a vote of no confidence could happen. Like, he could get kicked out if, you know, just one person switched over. But, like, doesn't seem yeah. like anybody's going to do anything that they that would be risky or make them seem like they were going out on a limb. Or- well, no confidence as well would trigger a general election. And I can't imagine that... Just like just the way that the the discourse has gone about Jeremy Corbyn, like he he's really scary to so many people that like mm. to to be honest, for a lot of them, No Deal Brexit is probably infinitely preferable to Jeremy Corbyn as Prime Minister, and yes. I can understand that because their asses are on the line. Uh, but they're all they've all got wet asses, if you ask me. <laughs> do you say they have wet asses? That's right. Um, they do. How are they? Why are they wet? Because uh, they're sitting in their own piss in the House of Commons. Okay. All right. Yeah, that we say that in America, too. It's, uh, everybody's <laughs> ass is so wet. Um, so now that we've established that Boris Johnson, bad man, um, would you like to roast his hair? Because I have prepared quite a few <laughs> things about this man's hairstyle. Okay, well, let's, let's hear you out then. Okay. First of all, Boris Johnson has a thinning bowl cut. He has a bowl cut, but... He would look like a coconut head if he had more than 12 hairs on his head, but he doesn't. <laughs> um, how are you going to be the PM of Britain and cut your own hair? <laughs> uh, John Edwards paid $400 for a haircut. Someone bet Boris Johnson 40 pounds he wouldn't go out in public like that with his hair like that. <laughs> um, his hair looks like it's about to fall out from being bleached too many times, but you know it's natural because he has no eyebrows either. So, (laughs) and uh, even when it's combed, it looks bad. It looks like somebody was told to draw a villain named Boris and drew a big round-headed bald man, but was told he had to have hair. And so they didn't want to erase too much of the sketch and they just drew hair on top of it. Why? He does look like a Boris. He really looks like a Boris. He looks like a Boris with a very thin blonde wig on. (laughs) Why does his hair look like that? Um... He uh, he he has a really bizarre frame as well. He's got like a rugby player frame, mm. and it just it, it kind of looks like a really big sort of scary worm from Dune. <laughs> that wasn't as good a roast as it, uh, as I, I kind of originally planned. He looks like the chairman of the uh, oh man no the, I I I want to get onto Michael Fabricant because he's also got ridiculous hair, and I can yes. roast his hair. Michael Fabricant has the same hair as Boris Johnson, yes. almost to a fault. Mm. Um, and now I wonder who—I mean, who got the haircut first? Yes, uh, I've got it. A- Michael Fabricant looks more like a, a comedy character that's been trying to play Boris Johnson, but looks nothing like Boris Johnson. Yes, he looks like a person with really long hair, 
trying to play Boris Johnson, so he needs to wear this, like, weird helmety wig. <laughs> Have you ever seen the episode of Comedy Bang Bang where um, Amy Poehler is on and she's wearing a wig that looks like her own hair over her own hair? Yeah. That's what but, Michael well, Fabrican but, looks like. Boris Johnson needs one of those to add more volume to his <laughs> hair. <laughs> yes, he does. He needs another, just the same amount of hair again on top of his head and he would look normal. I mean, like, maybe it's because I'm American and my, you know, Donald Trump has too much hair. Somehow, but <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you've got uh, a kind of uh, an embarrassment of riches of a uh, president here to kind of mock and deride. We we have to be pretty selective over here about uh, the the individual hairs. You know, there's only so many to go around, and we really, you know, it struggles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, embarrassment. It of looks riches. like he's taken like a, a microwavable, um, some sort of microwavable pasta thing, and only used half in his hair. <laughs> And put the other half on his head. He's got a portion control ass haircut. Um, yeah. <laughs> embarrassment of riches is an incredibly apt term, uh, just in general, I guess. Okay. Yeah, uh, I mean, if I could, the, oh, there's, uh, there's probably a good opportunity to draw your attention to. There's a Twitter account called um, Historical Figures with Football Manager Hair, and they're really <laughs> nice. Uh, I just want you guys to like keep that on the back burner and go and look at that. Yeah. Um, so somebody told me the other day that. Boris Johnson deliberately ruffles up his hair, so I mean it's all part of his uh, boyish charm. Mm-hmm. Uh, is boyish. that he deliberately ruffle, ruffles up his hair before he goes out and does like a public speech, um, mm-hmm. so that it looks like he's just he's just arrived, <laughs> and it's to make it. I mean the the whole state of it is meant for him to uh, to look like he's he's perennially late, and underneath he actually has um, a full head of ginger curly hair. <laughs> Not a lot of people know that. I did not know that. Yeah. And when you say he has boyish charm, you mean that he looks like a child that's been just content aware scaled up to man size. Yeah. And he looks like he's uh, he's just been told off all the time. <laughs> but he thinks it's funny. Which is actually basically the whole Boris Johnson thing is like, uh, if you're if you're like confident and go, don't give a shit, it's funny, basically. Mm-hmm. It's like Boris Johnson's whole... Shtick. So you can just ruin everything, and as long as you like it, it's good, see? Yeah, that kind of... Wow, that's like the the real political ideology of Boris Johnson, actually. Great. <laughs> yep. Not a very complicated man. Why does the Why is the Queen allowed to do anything? Um, she's always been allowed to do anything. We've just sort of... The, the kind of... We've got an agreement with her. That's what it feels... That, or what it, I think, is sort of written in law is like... The Queen can kind of override anything at any time and do whatever she wants. But uh, we're kind of cool. She's kind of cool. We, You know, that's that. That's what they've been telling us our whole lives. She's cool. She won't do anything. She's uh-huh. just a figurehead. Uh-huh. And uh, when, you know, the mandate of the people needs to not be delivered, that's when the Queen steps in <laughs> and says, Hey, hey, Borbor, go ahead and do whatever you want. Uh-huh. And... Uh, I'll pick up the kind of moral check. Right. Uh, because she's got so much money. But, uh, yeah. Oh, the queen, the, like, this could have happened at any time, uh, you know, prior to Brexit. There was a request for the Queen to prevent um, the deadline where, you know, mm-hmm. we were definitely leaving the EU. There was, like, request to the Queen. The Queen, queen uh, looked down and whispered no. <laughs> and uh, now we've got Boris's Rorschach hair, right. hairline. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. To, deliver the mandate of the people basically is absolutely great mm-hmm. 
Love the guy. The queen is there to make sure that there's enough rich person representation in the government. Yeah, aside from all the people that she picks to be in the House of Lords, which is <laughs> apparently not enough. No, no. Um, you can never have too much. And even then, there's like people in the House of Lords that are like, you know, I just don't think this Brexit thing's such a good idea. And everyone's like uh, clapping hands emojis on Twitter. Ah, oh, see, old people can be uh, politically active too. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> Great. It's like the, like when, I mean, we have that here in like the Republican Party, like every once in a while, you know, like Mitt Romney would be like, I don't like the way that Trump said that thing. And everyone's like, oh my God, woke bay, Mitt Romney. Yeah. He's not going to do anything. Daddy just... Romney. <laughs> I don't yeah. like that. Stuff. I don't like it either. Mm. You know um, about video games? I know about video games, sure. Mm. I play. I dabble. Uh, have you heard some, so there's some things that happen in video game news. Some of them were bad and some of them were stupid bad. So oh. what, should we, what should we talk about first? Sounds bad. Uh, give me the good news first. Oh, there isn't any. Um, no, the, uh, so yeah, just like stuff has come out in video game world that I just thought we should mention and sure. we don't really have to go into it too much because I don't know super much about it. Um, there was a, a few, um, people who stepped up on Twitter, uh, and step forward, I mean, to talk about um, abuse that they have uh, been survivors of uh, at um, working video game developing companies. Mm-hmm. And it's extremely brave that they did that. And we're in support of them. But I didn't read enough articles about this to know anything else. Um, let's see if I- Breaking news. Men in tech abuse their power. Astonishing. Um, um, st- <sighs> I, I briefly saw the news break today. Um, but I didn't follow follow it on. Um, but there's been a, a significant amount of shitty stuff actually in video games today. Um, Cyberpunk 2077 is racist as hell, and now mm. everyone knows, um, which is cool. We were just waiting on a confirmation on that, right, and it's right. come through. Mm-hmm. Confirmado, uh, it's a racist game. Mm. Um, Pro Jared made a video. Uh, talking about the things that Elf Wife said about him on Twitter, about him being uh, horrible, and uh, soliciting nudes from his young fans. And he was like, did I do that? Yes. But, and then a bunch of other stuff that doesn't matter. Is this the 42-minute video called You've Been Lied To? <laughs> Probably. Is it, yeah. Does it, the, is it starring a person who looks like their life has been sucked out of their body by a ghost? Oh my god, yes. Yeah, I think we're talking about the same video then. That's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's great. Retire. Um, the pro Jared thing was absolutely uh, incredible, and i i was I was speaking to someone about it, and I was like, "Oh no!" It was somebody had mentioned to me, uh, "Oh, have you seen like the YouTube drama?" And I was like, "Weirdly, I have," because I don't really know any YouTubers to mm-hmm. be honest. And uh, I was like, "Yeah, I've seen all this pro Jared stuff," and she was like, "No, there's a separate YouTube drama going on, and it was some like bigger, you know, higher up the." Uh, what do you call the pyramid hierarchy of needs ah, for yes. YouTube? Was it the James um, Charles Totti thing? <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> oh, amazing! That's funny because the the James Charles one is kind of like some of it is drama, like Totti being like, "I'm done with him because he sold other people's hair vitamins instead of mine." What the heck? <sighs> um, but he also did like she also brought up stuff about him like being really like manipulative and like potentially like. Uh, being ab- like t- abusive or um, coercive with people. Yeah. Um, but then the other, yeah, the other like drama is like 
just genuine like criminal activity basically and like yeah which is it probably happens like more in the smaller youtube side of things because there's not like this uh like your only monetization is from youtube so you kind of the, I don't know, the, the communities are smaller and, like, the, you know, there's not, it doesn't, like, spill over into other platforms where, like, I don't know, genuinely, like, criminal behavior doesn't really fly. Like, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe that's not quite true, sort of given all of the stuff way, way up and the Epstein stuff. Um, but, like, yeah. Yeah. At a certain point, it's like you want to separate the fans from the creator for the fans sake and at a certain like you also want to do it for the creator's sake like yeah um like oh yeah like oh this youtube personality like don't think that they're your friend because you know they need their privacy and they'd be able to be a person but also mm-hmm. like don't think that they're your friend because they have power over you <laughs> like you you know like they can anyway yeah um, um and there's well the, there's been kind of the discussion about um it kind of feels like there's more of a discussion about why people aren't talking about politics on Twitch. Um, and there was, uh, this is, this is kind of a tangent, but like, uh, in terms of the way people sort of relate with their, you know, inverted commas subscribers, like, or their fan communities, like, there's a real kind of abdication of duty in terms of like protecting people. Like, a lot of people are like, oh, I don't want to talk about politics. I want everyone to feel safe on my channel. But if you're welcoming it, like, mm-hmm. harmful, ideologies and not calling that out then you're kind of not including everyone yeah and like that's that's not hard to you know state really clearly on and obviously like people do it because they need they or not they need money but it's their income right but at the end of the day like it's a ill-gone income if you are doing it over the head of not talking about politics it's crazy yeah, it's like it's like the whole like oh so much for the tolerant left argument of like you have to be intolerant of intolerant. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, Alex was going to be on the episode. Um, she had to dip, but uh, she wanted to have a shout out to um the game Shovel Knight. You can put in pronouns. They have a they them option, so that's some good news. In- oh, nice. Game. Yes. Um. All right. So um, oh, I just we my can- brain just died. Just clocked out for the day. All right. We so could um. We could. Did you do your left values quiz? Sorry, you cut out. Oh, uh, did you do the left values quiz that somebody put in the politics channel? A quiz? Yeah. I'll send you the copyright result. Oh, that's my results. Oops. Don't look. (laughs) Um, Two seconds. There you go. All right. Let's see. Question one of 48. Yeah. I didn't realize it was that long. Um, (laughs) That's crazy. (laughs) That is too long. Um... All right. Uh, here's another thing that Alex was going to tell us about, but now I okay. will. Um, space crime. The first space crime. Oh. Has potentially been committed. Murder most foul. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh. It's um, bank fraud, I believe. Most foul. So first crime in space has been committed. Uh, we're still waiting on the first interesting crime in space to be committed. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, the- in space, no one can hear you rat. Um, this was, uh, see, um, astronaut Anne McLean accused of identity theft and improperly accessing her estranged wife's private financial records while on the ISS. So, representation. (laughs) It's it's, uh, it's two women in a couple, so impossible to say whether this space crime is good or bad. Um, Honestly, pretty good. (laughs) Good for her. 
Um, I, I typed in space fraud uh, super quick into my search engine to see to just pull up an article about it. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I'm on, I'm in flat earth internet now. I'm in flat earth oh, territory no. now. So I'm going to try and find it. But um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's better than space um, larceny, you know, or mm-hmm. well, I looked up space crime and now I've got space crime domino, a sci-fi novel. Oh, actually, I'm in, kind of intrigued by space larceny. Um, actually, because I'm kind of thinking of like grand larceny and yeah. you're trying to steal like part of a rocket ship or something. Like, how would you do that? Like, you just grab it and then you just sort of like push yourself off and you're like floating in space. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'm going to get home with this. And you've got a getaway car. Uh, no, I'll get, I'll get, well. Getaway pod? Um, sh- sure. Or maybe it well, you can't go back to Earth if you've committed grand larceny in space, right? So it's got to be a... Um, that's true. Is she still up in space? I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know that if I news hasn't broke, she's in for a surprise when she gets home. <laughs> she, I think she has... Um, so it was on the space station. So I think they get, you know, the newspaper there or whatever. Um, <laughs> uh, I think... Because she, she's spoken out about, like, she denies that that is what happened happened uh she refuted it okay um but yeah i don't know if she's back is there a space jail she probably just has to pay a space fine and out of it yeah space is like international wars like they can't arrest her up there they can't send cops up there no definitely can't or they shouldn't i don't know what if this opens the floodgates and now space crime is a big issue space cops yeah there's like an under there's like a plain clothes officer on every flight into space mm-hmm. <laughs> just trying to blend in yeah yeah I bet I bet cops on the International Space Station would be like mall cops though you know like they have such a small little area to- it would it would finally make like the segway thing kind of look more normal <laughs> right even though isn't there gravity no no there's none. Why do I think of the International Space Station as mall? I'm picturing it in my mind, and it's like a big circle, and mm-hmm. there's regular gravity, and you wear regular clothes, and it's all perfect, the atmosphere. That is that is what it is. It is. Yeah. Um, I can confirm that today. That is, that, is what the is there ISS a, is like. Is there a pretzel stand? There's like a, Well, there's it's, it's unstaffed like half the year, and then around Christmas time, they start putting the cinnamon smell around the, oh, the yeah. ISS. Uh-huh. And when the kids... Kind of pulling the punters, start yeah. Going, they're <laughs> hanging around the space station. Yeah. Yeah. Well... They have to get put in a centrifuge before they go back to school, of course. <laughs> to get Or do they? Or is it the other way around? Do you need to get put in a centrifuge before you go into space? I don't think that you actually... What? Is that a novels thing? No, Maybe that's a novels I thing. I think the centrifuge thing is to simulate what it'll feel like to get a rocket. So it's not like okay. you got to get spun around to be sterilized and go in there. <laughs> Before you, or your body goes all loopy. <laughs> uh, no, yeah. I think I th- I think you have to go in a centrifuge in the in the sense that you have to be trained to go to space. Yeah. But it's um, part of your workout. It's not like getting a malaria vaccine. Like uh, <laughs> now you won't get. Around. Now you won't get all loopy in space. <laughs> there we go. Um, all right. Uh, did you hear about the kids on TikTok? End of question. No. Um, organizing a general strike. Yeah. So um, the general strike would be huge. Um, I think like there there would be no arguing with a general strike. I think it's the one thing that there would be no arguing with. Um, yeah, but because so much of the discourse is like, feels like it's coming from like just Twitter bots and stuff like that. I mean, you can always kind of dismiss it as that and ignore the fact that they're 
like really is a strong right wing sort of voter base currently in the UK. Oh, we're talking about um, things. Oh, there's a general strike on TikTok. <laughs> sort of. Um, oh. The the uh, teens on TikTok are organizing a yeah. general strike to walk uh, walk out of school. Oh, in the U.S. In the U.S. Right. Okay. Are the teens on TikTok organizing a general strike in the U.K. Maybe that's where it's coming from. That would be great. Yeah. Are the um, are the Fortnite dances called the same thing in in the U.K. or, or is it different? Well, it's the floss. I think so. I think they must be. I don't know many of them. I only really know the floss. If if you're asking me if I know how to dance them, I know the floss. Well, you I can, can do the floss. I mean, it's an audio medium, so you. You could say whatever you want, and I have to. I am currently flossing. <laughs> me too. I've been flossing the whole time. Um, no fun fact <laughs> about me though. I do in in the last like couple episodes that I've been on, I have dabbed like a lot of times, and mm-hmm. I know that I'm doing it. Nobody else knows, and I don't say anything. <laughs> like I'm not like I'm currently dabbing, but it's a very futile gesture. It's important to know that at any time you could be dabbing, and it's like part of the medium. Part of the beauty of the medium is that people can. Uh, you know, extrapolate your dabs. <laughs> extrapolate. No, that's not high, right. Extrapolate. High schoolers use TikTok in a powerful way. Teen on TikTok in Nevada was saying, you know, we got to organize a walkout in school um, to support our teachers in our county because it's um, really unfair what's happening. Mm-hmm. So I think they were they were being denied a, a raise that had been promised. Um, and then like other kids, saw, like the the video went kind of viral and. Other kids are organizing it as organizing that on at their schools also, mm-hmm. possibly. Uh, just in Nevada or across the country? I think it's across the country. I know that the one in the county that she was talking about is like picking up a lot of steam mm-hmm. and is potentially um, going to be uh, pretty pretty substantial. So pretty uh, teachers spend the past three years earning enough credit out of their own pockets, spending extra hours of outside of school to earn credits to get a raise. Is the reason that the um, the teachers are striking? Um, yeah, I mean, everyone in power hates education so much, mm-hmm. like a lot, like yes. way too much. Um, yes. I think it's like it's a bit of a blessing and a curse, social media, in the respect that like it's completely ruined information structures, like it's completely dashed them against the rocks. Mm-hmm. Um, did you remember to? Of, did you remember to post that picture on Instagram so that Instagram didn't steal all your? Yeah, I did. Uh, I posted it six times. Yeah. Uh, I think it deleted all my followers, though. <laughs> um, yeah, my Instagram account's ruined, but, I mean, Instagram don't save any of my pics anymore. Yeah, um, yeah, me neither. It's good. Um, but, like, it's it's kind of weird that, like, how involved people can be. Like, this is a weird example of, like, of, like, sort of what happened around the Arab Spring and, like... Uh, you know, everyone went went a bit overboard with, oh, you know, social media was such a big part of it, which mm-hmm. it was, but, like, I think that had been obvious if you'd been following, like, the technology anyway. Mm-hmm. But uh, the past few years, it's kind of been really forgettable and horrible stuff that's happened because of Twitter mm-hmm. and because of YouTube and because of uh, Facebook and Instagram and basically everything. Yeah. Um, of course it would be TikTok that would do the uh, <laughs> ca- chaotic good move yeah i mean because tiktok is full of teens so yeah 99 of it is horrible <laughs> but i mean not like not like m- malicious just like why is this happening um yeah but um my friend texted me at a tiktok they're like on tiktok 
hardcore. For some reason, they texted me a TikTok once of uh, this girl in her car, and she, like, puts the camera up to the windshield, and you see that it's raining, and then it pans back over to her face, and she goes, It's raining. And that's the whole, <laughs> that's the whole TikTok. And I was that's like, great. I was like, why did you send this to me? And they're like, it's raining. <laughs> <laughs> like, can you send that to me? I feel like I could get a lot of use out of that over here. Yes, I will. I can send that to someone every day for the next, like, three to six months. <laughs> and have good reason for it. Well, it is raining. It is. It's raining. Um, speaking of teens doing cool things, um, Greta Thunberg, the uh, climate change uh, activist child, um, she was in a, um, she's at a, a UN climate summit in, in New York right now, and she arrived on Wednesday, uh, via boat. So. Legend. She sailed there instead of taking a, a plane. Yeah. And it's a zero carbon emissions sailing boat. Wow. Um, guess how long it took to go from uh, Britain to New York? Damn, uh, eight weeks? Okay, no. Um, our technology has advanced since boats were <laughs> 15 days though. <laughs> 15 days. 15 Damn. days. Well, way preferable to eight weeks. Yes. It would be like a six hour plane ride, but zero carbon emissions. And that's great. The little boating outfit she was wearing, it wasn't like a little boating outfit. It was like a, a outfit for being in the harsh conditions of a boat. Um, it's like a, it's like a cool, like overall. It was like a, yeah, it was like a, a racing outfit, but for boats. Yeah, it looks really cool. I've got it. I've got yeah. it here. That's, um, it, Kind of ironic that she hates global warming and yet her fit is so so hot. What's that about? We guess. Gra, we need the receipts. <laughs> um, there was a, a a thing where a British MP uh, came out and was like, "Oh, it's pretty ironic that uh, the 1975 are flying around the world for their world tour, and yet they hate climate change um, because the the lead singer had posed with Greta mm-hmm. and." Um, Mm. The the band's manager just replied with he just wants like his fifteen minutes of fame, which is <laughs> sometimes that's not a good like withering response, but in that case I think it was absolutely it was like the perfect use of that. <laughs> uh like incredible. Um although I would really like for the nineteen seventy five to put their money where their mouth is and start using a boat so that they spent a longer part of the time of the year in the sea, which is where they belong. <laughs> All of them crammed into one little boat. It's not bigger because there are more of them. <laughs> um, yeah. There's um pretty destructive Extinction Rebellion uh, protests in Manchester today as well. Oh. Um, they blocked Deansgate, which is like a, a big sort of... I think it's like a shopping centre mall type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like the ISS. And that's because the Manchester airport has announced like massive expansions. Um, oh. It's super... Uh, we love we love that. Yeah. Um, but, like, Extinction Rebellion haven't sort of just appeared and then gone away, which is what seems to have happened with so many of the, like, you know, public, uh, or not public, but, like, sort of rising protest groups. Like, it feels like there was, there's been nothing like that from the uh, follow-back pro-EU crew, mm. you know, <laughs> who seem, who are really, really committed to uh, burning Boris's hair on Twitter, but aren't prepared to. <laughs> To walk the walk as well. Wait, I'm just putting this together. Is is it follow back pro EU because you're supposed to follow the other people who use that hashtag on Twitter with your Twitter account? Y- yeah, yeah. Wow. So so you you follow back if you're pro EU. That's um, praxis. It truly is. Um, 
So just I, all I'm of scared. Scotland follows each other now, I guess? Um, well, no, it's more of like a disgusting, weird um, English people thing. Hmm. Uh, sorry to English people. Um, no, <laughs> it, 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 FPP is more... I don't... I think there's a lot of people in Scotland who are kind of uh, the sort of centrist Remainers, as they're known. Um, hmm. But there's a there's a a better I think in Scotland there's a slightly kind of better appetite for uh really affecting it in a different way like there's quite a lot of you know street rallies and stuff for independence and things like that and I think people here are a little bit more uh like less on Twitter I guess hmm. less online right but some some people stay logged off here well, up here in Scotland whereas like I feel like the follow back pro EU is like a, a you know, kind yeah. of uh, someone in Surrey, someone in like suburban England who only has time to sort of watch satire shows and stuff like that. I um, never understood the British knowing towns, their cultures, because like America is like 10 times larger than Great Britain. Yeah. So like we can't be like, yeah, that's such a friggin' Brookline thing to say and have somebody in like <laughs> Connecticut know what you're talking about, like at all. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I watched so many, like, or I used to watch a lot of, like, British panel shows, because I was on YouTube a lot, I guess. Um, yeah. And they were always like, oh, and the something road down in Dunshire, haha. And everyone's like, haha, yeah, they are like that. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> Got them. Like, how? What? <laughs> but. I think, to be honest, like, the, the kind of regional stereotypes are about as, like, fleshed out and accurate as the, the ones in the US, like. People from Manchester probably have a bit of a Boston reputation, and that's all people <laughs> know them for, and stuff like that. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I mean, but yeah, never panel like... shows are so bad for that. They're like, oh yes, and then the Darlington uh, mayor went absolutely mad for that, and then everyone goes goes mad. It's usually someone like <laughs> Boris Johnson that's hosting those kind of shows as well. Uh-huh. Um, all right, so uh, I've got two two more things here. They're both about okay. liars. So. First liar oh. is um, Bernie Sanders uh, made a claim recently that uh, the Washington Post gave him three Pinocchios for. And uh, four Pinocchios is like, they, it's like Bollyhoo or something. Like, the, it's absolute balderdash. Complete. Yeah. No no one is. It, it's Poppycock. Poppycock, yes. Um, he got three Pinocchios because he said that uh, 500,000 people in America a year go bankrupt because of healthcare uh, costs. Um, 500,000? 500,000. Okay. A year. How many people in Britain go go broke from uh, healthcare costs? Just wondering. Almost none, I think. Eh. Pretty much almost none. Yeah. Pretty much pretty much nobody. So, like, not half a million? Not, kind of not. No. Slightly, drastically less, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, drastically less than that, for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. I, I don't... There's no way to know why that is. Um. So... He said this, uh, and uh, it was based on a study that had been done about bankruptcies and their causes. Uh, The study said 530,000 people (laughs) go bankrupt uh, every year in America with citing healthcare costs as the reason. Oh, he's really biffed the numbers there. So totally, just really playing fast and loose with the numbers. Um, No, but so the actual, like, the Washington Post thing said like oh well you know this um s- this study is in a journal that's not as peer reviewed as some other journals are um so three pinocchios so it's a lie it's a lie he accurately represented a study but 
study is not perfect. So get fucked. So there's no way to know for sure. There's no way to know for sure, but we should definitely have the headline say that it's a lie and that he lied. And there's not- no way to know for sure, but Bernie was lying when he said 500,000 people. He, he was lying and he did it on purpose. And I don't know why he didn't intensely review the journal that the study was in that he was citing. God, what a crooked, what a crooked guy to say that. What a heartless thing to do. Just, you know, three Pinocchios. Meanwhile, four Pinocchios is like China invented global warming. (laughs) Like. (laughs) So he's, Bernie Sanders' scurrilous statement that 500,000 people couldn't be further from the truth. It, 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 It could be, but only barely. Imagine he got the numbers wrong by 600 soccer fields worth of Americans. <laughs> That's the numbers we're talking about. Th- those are the lies that he's creating. Um, I don't understand what that means at all. And I do love it. And I do appreciate that you said soccer. That came, that just came off the cuff as well. That was just because I was in company. You were, you were so in character. Incredible. Amazing. Incredible professionalism from the Scot. <laughs> I thought your name was Matt. It's it's Scott Matt. Oh, Scott Matt. Actually. Oh, okay. Well, actually, it's Penis Johnson. Right, <laughs> right, 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 right. Um, and so now a, another story about an actual liar. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know how to pronounce this man's last how name. How many Pinocchios? You know what? I personally will give him 10 out of 4. Um, 10 out of 4? Okay. But I don't know. Washington Post did not evaluate this one. Or if they did, I didn't read it. Um, Andy, no? The guy who got um, hit with a milkshake and was like, I think I have permanent brain damage. You know this? You know what I'm talking about? I don't I don't know this guy, actually. So, I know Nigel Farage here in the UK got hit by a milkshake and it was pretty oh, yes. incredible. Well, so that, so Mr. Nigel Farage is a politician. Um, Andy is a, just a person. He's a journalist. Um, and he was at a uh, I believe the story is that he was in. Oh a, yes, yeah. He went to a Antifa, um, some kind of protest or something, and um, he got a milkshake thrown at him. And every time he told the story, the milkshake, you know, got more rocks in it, and the person throwing it was, you know, ten feet taller or whatever. And like, yeah, yeah. He, he tweeted and then and deleted. then there was acid in the milkshake. Right. He tweeted and deleted that. Like he dropped a bowl of melon or something that he had been holding because he's like, I can't help but imagine that I have brain damage basically because of this attack. <laughs> because of all the milk. <laughs> right. Right. Um, but uh, he was, he was, I think, one of the first people to, to start the whole, like, oh, Antifa are putting cement in the milkshakes. That's why they're so deadly. <laughs> that whole thing. Of course. Okay, yeah. Because a cup of sugar will completely uh, neutralize a ton of concrete, um, making it completely <laughs> unviable. But if you put some in a milkshake, it's different and works. it turns into that stuff. It start, turns into the quick acme concrete from cartoons. Exactly, exactly. And, and we have proven it using facts and logic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't fact check us because we already did it. We already did the fact check, and it's true. Um, a video came out recently, uh, like in the past couple of days, I believe. A video surfaced that showed him laughing and smiling along with. Patriot Prayer, which is a, a far-right group, who name themselves after two words that I love to hear and definitely does not activate my fight-or-flight response. Yeah. Um, and uh, he's, yeah, he's laughing and smiling along with them as they are kind of planning their, um, and psyching themselves up for, before they went to attack a leftist bar 
and they were literally like, or like a group of the, the article I read said like a group of anti-fascists in a leftist bar, which I don't know what a leftist bar is. Um, yeah, I've never been able to find a leftist bar, but I would like to go there. Um, yeah, sounds good. (laughs) Uh, but, um, yeah, but, but they descended on this bar and like actually were violent and one of the bar goers became, was unconscious and like had to go to the hospital. Um, and he, Andy tweeted the next day, like, you know, this whole, these people at this bar didn't seem like they were there to have fun. It seemed like they were there to prepare an attack of some kind. Like a lot of just like, mm, maybe Antifa are evil and um, nothing they do is what it looks like. Yeah. Um, did not, he did not tweet anything about how Patriot prayer guys were like, we have weapons. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so he's a liar. Yep, 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 yep. I'm seeing um, the the uh, inverted commas damning video purporting to show me conspiring in a violent attack is the latest in a string of lies designed to intimidate me into silence since the brain injury in June failed to do, do the job. Like Antifa, like a paramilitary, like IRA, like oh god, uh, you know, organized crime organization. It's like a mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. That's why they use silly string is because. Uh, they want to kill people. Silly String famously is known for being dangerous. Silly String, also known as Semtex, liquid explosive. <laughs> yeah. A- Antifa has been using it for years to intimidate patriots. Mm-hmm. Just normal people going about their days, just holding their hammers for no reason. Um, I-, I suppose uh, Twitter needs to pour... Uh, all of their like resources into someone other than Alex Jones, though, so it does make sense that someone like him would be the poster boy for this sort of atrocious behavior. Right. Yeah. So he's. It's just a little another video of uh, proof that he's doing exactly the thing that people always thought that he was doing, and and have been saying he was doing. It's pretty clear that he's been doing. Yes. Yeah. Um. Lastly, have you heard about this new app called Jeremy Renner? Uh. Yes. I've heard. I've heard about it. There's word on the street. Mm-hmm. It's out there. It's out there. It's viral. I have a question. Do you think Jeremy Renner has heard of the app? Okay, well, I really believe that Jeremy Renner was in charge of the app mm-hmm. uh, this whole time. I mean, he's a he's a renaissance man. He's an actor. Is there any chance that he is? Or have I kind of just let me, let, let me believe myself? I don't know why I said it like that, but let <laughs> you believe myself. Well... I, you'll never believe meself. I can't <laughs> believe it's not butter. Um, there are a lot of Jeremy Renners on the Jeremy Renner app. Um, mm-hmm. and there are also like a lot of other people who pretend to be like famous murderers and stuff. Um, right. So, uh, it's fine. It's a good app and it's normal. Um, happy Ren's Day, everyone. Happy <laughs> Ren's Day. It's Ren's Day, my dudes. Um, yeah, exactly. Um, it's great. Jeremy Renner makes music that I have heard with my human ears, and it's good, and everyone wants it from. So I, I I'm sure I saw, and I, I, it, it feels like it's lost in the recesses of my mind. But a couple of days ago, I think I saw an advert on Twitch for Jeremy Renner's uh, car. Maybe. Yeah, oh, I was watching Jeep commercial. I was watching a US. I was watching a US stream of football, and um, yeah, there was a Jeremy Renner. Uh, advert for a, a, a brand of car. He was like the brand ambassador for, I want to say, let's just, uh, Dodge. Jeep. I'm going to say Dodge. You can say Dodge, but it's Jeep. I'm pretty it's sure. It's Jeep. I think so it's Jeep. Jeep. 
And then in the top, it has like the music video thing where it says Jeremy Renner and then whatever yeah. the song was. And I was like, not long after first reading about the Jeremy Renner app, I was like really struggling to understand what part of my life Jeremy Renner was not spilling into. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you wake up in the middle of the night. I had another dream about him. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not, that's nothing new. That's always been there. Oh, yeah. Long before Jeremy's uh, film career, I knew that. He was the selected one. All right. I have no follow-up questions. Um, so that's a podcast. That's podcast. Um, that's her. So what do we do at the end is um, Lightbringers. So things in the past little while that have um, made us feel good and happy instead of as opposed to the news, for example. Sure. Um, so mine, I forgot to do one, to find one. <laughs> um, Should I go for one? Should I just yeah, do you say have mine? One? Yeah. Yeah, um, I went to stay with my mum this week. Um, uh, she has just moved into a new house with her two dogs, mm-hmm. and I got to spend the evening with them, and it was super, super cute. Um, Ruby, the older dog's pregnant, and Aww. she's like really, really huffy and grumpy, and it's adorable. <laughs> but I was like sitting in the living room watching TV, and Murphy, the younger dog, who's like super nervous, was getting really wound up that I wasn't in the kitchen. With my mum. So I went through and he completely calmed down. He stopped fussing and he stopped making a noise. And he just wanted me and my mum to be together. And I thought that was like super duper sweet. And I actually just sat and had a really nice conversation with her and had her tea. It was great. That is wonderful. Well, I'm changing my light bringer. I was trying to think of one. Mine is that story. Because <laughs> um, that's adorable. Dogs are so good. Um, my friend's dog... Uh, is very she either hates you or loves you and um i recently switched from being hated to being loved by her and it's wow incredible she's a dog the size of an american football and um demands to be pet or not to be pet depending or on not her. pet yeah she's like you have to pet me oh my god why are you petting me you really have to work hard for the love of a small dog you really do she's also like she's very old as a rescue so oh that's like that's like drawing the sword from the stone isn't it and that kind of <laughs> That kind of dog love. Yes. Um, all right. So, uh, what is your what is your Twitter? Who are you? Where uh, can we find you? Um, my Twitter is Matt L Stephen with a PH. Um, I'm on Twitter. I'm also on PlayStation Network uh, <laughs> and on um, Letterboxd. I think I'm Matt L S with one T on that. That's okay. all I really use. Okay. Um, I am Val Flight Cub um, on Twitter, but there's two Bs, Flight Cub. Um, First of all, I want to say, Matt, thank you so much for guesting. It was very much. Thank you. Um, I had I had the time of my life. I have that song stuck in my head now. Thanks. Um, Anytime. I also want to say thank you to the taxpayers for the use of their song "Evil Men" off the album "Cold Hearted Town," which is our intro song. Um, we are Henry Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die. Uh, we are on your favorite podcatcher, which is convenient since we are your favorite podcast. Um, <clears throat> Henry Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die is a proud member of Noisepace.xyz, a podcast network with some great uh, podcasts on it, such as City Girls Make Do and Jergen It and other podcasts. Um, if you'd like to find us, we are HKIPGTD on Tumblr, Twitter, Facebook, Reddit, and we are on Patreon at patreon.com slash HKIPGTD. Uh, for a dollar, you get any access to our, what dollar a month? You get access to any of our bonus material, such as pre-show, post-shows, um, extended Lightbringers, and any cut-for-time segments. We have a recent one about Evo 2019 with 
um, Alex Leafcrunch and Sarah Senhajanya. Um, for $5 a month, you get a very special role of comrade in the Discord and a shout out on the podcast. And for $10 a month, you get an even specialer role, uh, of Conrad, which allows you to listen live as we record the podcast as at least one person doing now. Um, so as I said, our podcasts are Patreon nurse is what I meant to say. Thank you very much <laughs> to Hmm. Roan the Other V. Berg, Burgermeister, Stephanie Ruff, Pregnant Seinfeld, David Besser, Alex Schaup, Six Armed Sweater, Bryce, A Sexual fix- Fish Tank, Ashinu, Alex Hoot, Dickbutt is a Real Jesus, Maximilian Rower, Tufster McGee, Kangaria, Bryant, Mogu, Nick Clarkson, Cadejo, Florian Siegel, Destry Hawk, PR the Disaster, The Tallest Jew, Michael Weems, Non-Binary with Left Beef, Summergeist, Dijonese, Chaz Goblin, Paul Blart, Fleshcart, Ollie Anders, and Ellen, the Anarcho Lalandist. Uh, thank you very much for your patronage. Um, and uh, as we always say, Memento, Pokemore. Memento? Do I have to say it back? You don't have to say it, no. I, I mean, if you I'll want, say it to myself. If you want later. to. I'll say it to myself later. Oh, okay.